Welcome everyone to the very first podcast episode of the Green the Web podcast. I'm your host, Sandy Dehnert, a UX UI designer, and I'm very passionate about ecologically and socially sustainable design. So that is pretty much what we will talk about in this today's episode. What the heck is sustainable UX UI design? So we will get into, well, basically first, into what is UX UI design, what is sustainability for me, and then putting those two things together, what is ecologically and socially sustainable UX UI design. But also in the end, into what other aspects need to be considered for sustainable digitalization, because there is obviously much more to consider for a sustainable web or a sustainable digital future we want to head into. So let's begin into what is UX UI design. UX design is user experience design. So it focuses on creating experiences, an experience for your users and in general for all your stakeholders. There is a lot of user research involved, user scenarios, information architecture, interaction design, a lot of wireframing, prototyping, trying, failing, trying again, validating your ideas and really stepping out of what do I think as one person of billions in this world, what would be best and actually building up empathy for others to see what your product, your digital product should really be about. That is UX design. And then the other part is UI design, where it is much more about the visual creation of digital interfaces. It's not just about making it pretty, but also effective, intuitive. It's about colors, about shapes, about typography, about layouts, about graphic design of icons, illustrations, all kinds of content really coming together to one whole big thing, including branding and other aspects. So that is UI design, and uh, which is user interface design, if I haven't said it yet, and UX design of being user experience design. Answering the second question, what is sustainability for me? And there is a ton of definitions out there. It's really incredible. Um, sustainability in general is just making something lasting for very long. And that could be everything. Like really financial sustainability just means being financially stable for a very long time. That is sustainability. <laughs> so you can use this word in all kinds of frames. It's quite a buzzword, I know, but it still says a lot in certain bubbles and in my bubble it's about ecologically and socially sustainable design it's about really caring for our environment which is the ecological part but also for our society which is the uh, social part of it and i really deeply care for both of those sides of course there's always also economical sustainability in it because no sustainable business 
wants to be there for just a couple of weeks they need to be financially and economically sustainable as well but in this episode and for myself as in sustainable ux ui design i define it as ecological and social sustainable design so let's put those two things together and get into what the heck is ecologically and socially sustainable ux ui design and what can we actually do with it? What is there that we need to consider when designing in that kind of way? And I want to go into, what is it? It's four different aspects. It's user experience research, it's UX architecture, information architecture, it's UI design and communication. And all of those things care for websites, web applications, mobile applications, software, emails, digital documents, like all kinds of digital products you can think of. When we think of websites, it's mostly the easiest part to think of those things, but it's the same for software, emails, and all kinds of other things. And it counts the same uh, as well. Of course, there are some small differences in it, but it cares for the same. So let's start, uh, start with UX research. You might be a researcher yourself, you might have done research before, which is maybe usability testing, which is maybe creating personas, which is maybe doing empathy mapping or all kinds of other methods you're doing. And then there is obviously this ecological and social part that I want to talk about today and going into the ecological part, one of my most, like my absolute favorite things to do is building in mother nature as a stakeholder into our projects and also into our ux research so really grasping the environment as a stakeholder because it is we always have whatever project we do or whatever we do in life we always have an impact on our environment around us and that obviously is for every project every business project we do as well so building in mother nature gives us a whole new perspective on it and my main my main love for it is uh, building up non-human personas where for example mother nature is a persona and we really get into or build up empathy and get into that persona of what are her needs what are her desires and also what is the impact the positive but also negative impact we have on this stakeholder that we always have an impact on personas is just one uh, method we can use it with but it's the most eye-opening method that i've encountered so far but you can also put in sustainability and regenerative aspects into your process, such as into user journey mapping or other empathy methods that you use, you already use, or you want to consider for your processes. It's actually quite easy to do them. And I've written a couple of blog posts about it. If you want to dive deeper into it, there will be other podcast episodes about them as well because I love them so much and want to share it with everyone in the world <laughs> because I find them yeah, very eye-opening, as I said before. So that's the ecological part in UX research. But also there is a social part in it and that is about really trying to build empathy with all 
humans. Also the ones with impairments, also the ones with different cultural backgrounds, different body shapes, different skin tones, different educational backgrounds. Everything that you can think of really thinking about all humans. Just not, or not just a very specific group that you always have as your target group like the five healthy uh, living people that you want to target because there's all kinds of variations of humans that might benefit from your product or your digital product so really try to build empathy for all of them and getting all of those humans into your user research, like usability testings. Really test with someone that has a visual impairment, for example, or physical impairments. It's, you get so much out of it and there's so great value into really getting them into it. It's, it's awesome. I can only recommend it. And you build much better digital products because they really care for everyone and then obviously you also have a greater um, target group and greater possibilities for customers to actually buy from you or um, use your digital product. So that is the UX research part. Let's step into UX architecture or information architecture. First, getting into the ecological part. You probably already know, I probably don't have to mention it, that every click on a web page or any web product starts a dialogue with data centers, at least when there is like the first impression of it or you have you click on something that does send a request to a server outside of what you're doing right now. If you're offline, nothing is sent, but if you're online, and you trigger a button, a website, you open a website, you trigger a button or do certain things, there's always a dialogue with data uh, servers somewhere in the world. And those data centers are fed with an insane amount of electricity and cooled with vast, uh, vast amounts of often drinkable water or again, electricity. This leads to CO2 emissions and not too little. A single web page consumes on average 1.76 gram of CO2 per page view. And that is that seems maybe very, very little. But if you have 10,000 page views every month or 100,000 page views every month, those numbers add up very, very, very quickly. And just think about how many, how many billions of web pages are out there and then you just multiply all of them. That's a lot of data centers, that it's a lot of CO2 that's being produced. So what we have to think about in information architecture, how can we reduce that CO2 impact with, for example, less images, less videos, less interactive components, less things that are very data heavy. And images, videos, interactive components are three of the main things that I see, at least in all websites or emails, that add the most data to it. Uh, also, how can we reduce the impact, for example, images have with 
do we really have to load all images on a web page or can we get them in there with lazy loading like you only load the images or the components when you're actually when the user actually scrolls down this is lazy loading so you don't have to load everything if the user doesn't really look at it it's also about like information architecture is also about really great usability so just as it like being a good UX designer is also greener. <laughs> caring for your user, caring for easy to understand content, easy click paths, really click paths that lead the user to where he or she wants to. That is great sustainable information architecture. <laughs> um, there's other things like green putting in green delivery options, putting in CO2 displays in web shops, like really caring for like how much CO2 is this product producing, um, sustainable products, putting them very prominently in web shops, really heading them uh, in front of every other product that you might have in your web shop, having filters for them. Having sustainability as the default, because default is always something we humans are attracted to, because it's easy, we're lazy. So sustainability as the default is always the best. Having no heavy pop-ups or push notifications, because this always sends a lot of data to the people. And it's very, very, very annoying to most. That's what I see in most usability tests. It's extremely annoying to a lot of people. Caring for the social part in information architecture, I have mainly two things in mind. One is mental health, one is accessibility, and maybe a third one <laughs> that we come up in a second. But mental health is really about don't use devious patterns, like the so-called dark patterns that just got a renaming. Um, don't use them under all means. Those are patterns to, um, to persuade users with false information or trick questions. For example, call to actions like button copies such as, no, I don't want this amazing offer. You always feel like, why? I, yeah, I like amazing offers, but I don't want this one. If clear no, thanks would be enough or any email unsubscribe texts such as oh we're so sad to see you leave that is persuading users into not unsubscribing your emails and it's triggering people that already have problems with saying no to things so they just stick around to your email and delete it the whole time that's not that's not socially as well as ecologically sustainable. Um, we also have like false scarcity, such as uh, 30 customers have just booked this hostel room or this, this hotel accommodation. Anything that is into artificial shortages of your products, like 
this offer is just for today and then in two days uh, two days time you get an email oh we just prolonged this offer you still have it although it's what well, it was all just a plan to have this the whole time and just tricking people into buying stuff so everything that tricks your users creates an insecure over-consuming and skeptical society plus shame guilt mistrust in the user him or herself do we really want that do we want that for ourselves do we want that for others? I say no. <laughs> so that is really a social part of sustainable UX UI design that I deeply care about. It's also about notifi uh, notification policies and user-specific settings on push notifications and all kinds of like email uh, settings and that. We, we can do a lot of things about that. And then a second topic is definitely accessibility, caring for how different people of different ages and backgrounds behave on websites, caring for users with screen readers, limited eyesight, all kinds of shapes in terms of accessibility come in here and need to take care of. And one other thing that I just thought of is also in information architecture, you have a lot to do with communications and obviously communication will be part um, in two steps ahead <laughs> but for example having donation options in web shops is also very information architecture kind of thing to do and then let's get into UI design so we already had UX research UX architecture information architecture let's get into the visual part of it, UI design, user interface design. Again, at first, the ecological part, which is a lot about images and videos and those data heavy things. So scale and compress your images and videos correctly. I don't put videos on autoplay, definitely not audio autoplay because people get crazy about that and really don't, don't like it. Me neither. <laughs> and it adds a lot of data, like a lot of data is already loaded before someone really wanted to actually listen or uh, watch this video. The ecological part of your eye design also comes with limiting your fonts, like your typography, how many fonts you're using, compressing them, or just simply using system fonts, especially as your copy text, is one of the most simplest solutions that I can think of, of using less data. Um, because every system font is already preloaded on every device that we know of. Um, fonts like Arial, for example, is loaded on every device that we know just using that uh, makes a lot less data requests uh, going out and in of your uh, website. Using certain colors, using icons, using illustrations, using shapes rather than um, a bunch of images and videos and animated things that really minimize your data consumption or your website's data consumption in a very ecological way. And then the social part of UI design is again about accessibility, really talking about the readability for everyone that you can think of, even people with dyslexia or people with visual impairments. Color and typo selection is a big 
thing in those uh, in those areas. Having an option for a dark mode that's lacking in, in on my website as well still, but I have it on my list. Uh, what is displayed on images? Again, people with impairments, with different cultural backgrounds, different body shapes, different skin tones, different educational backgrounds. Really, what do we display um, is a very big part of the social UI design that I think we all should consider more. So coming from that UX research, UX architecture, UI design, let's talk a little bit also about communication. And that is truly raising awareness. It's talking about ecological and social sustainability yourself, about your efforts, your values, your mission, your actions that you're taking along this way. And in that could be in general, it could be in campaigns, it could be in emails, it could be in your web shop as something you're talking about. It could be in all kinds of way you can think of. If that's really at your core, then you will do it immediately or you're already doing it. But I can only recommend really thinking about how much can I communicate ecological and social sustainability with and to my users, my customers, the people that are listening to what we are saying. Because it's important that we all speak about things and it will always be different lenses. It will always be different aspects of ecological and social sustainability. So we, we cannot talk about everything, just one person cannot talk about everything, but we all together can make a beautiful group of <laughs> talking ethical, ecological, social sustainability and really making, really making a positive impact on, on our society and planting those little seeds, letting them grow in our users' heads. And just giving little hints, little nuggets of wisdom here and there to make a change in their daily life. Because no one ever would be, okay, now I'm sustainable. Now I do everything perfect because there is no perfection. We all know that. Or I hope we all know that because there isn't. And also if you talk about your efforts, that's one thing that I often see that a lot of companies and brands are scared to talk about their sustainability efforts that I've that I've already done because they always feel like it's not enough yet and they're still on their path we are all on our path always all the time there is never this end point of perfection and there never will be so just talking about okay this is what we've done already this is where we are today and this is what we want to go to in the future is the perfect transparency and no one can say, oh, you don't do that, you don't do this because you already talk about what you want to do in the future and that you're open for discussion, open for learning, open for knowledge because we always have to learn. We have to keep learning. There will always be new uh, aspects of sustainability that we learn about. 
that was important for me to say, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, that was pretty much it that I wanted to say about those four aspects of sustainable UX UI design. And again, it's for websites, web applications, mobile applications, software, emails, digital documents, everything that you can think of in digital products. It comes to all of those medias. Mm. What we haven't talked about yet is what other things are out there for a sustainable digitalization and which I will cover some of those things in the next episodes as well. But just so you know, I don't see them as like the heart of UX UI design or really not part of UX UI design, which is a lot of tech stuff. For example, hosting, super important to have a sustainable hoster. Uh, your tech or web development in general, super important to care for those things, which is, for example, CSS and JavaScript compression or caching or all kinds of other things like your choice of, of um, software code or your choice of a platform you're using like WordPress or other kinds of builders your business strategies and behaviors is a very huge topic obviously always in social and sustainable um, social and ecological sustainability uh, like your values how much do i really care everything about the sharing economy sharing information open source code all kinds of those aspects uh, what else there is your purpose that is obviously not just in UX UI design, but really in sustainable digitalization, your purpose, partnerships that you're building or tools you're working with um, and implementing in your digital products, partnerships of, of your, your clients you're working with or the, the suppliers you're working with, all that cares, of course, as well. And last but not least, I would say your digital office, like what search engine are you using? What tools are you using? How often do you declutter your emails and website and um, everything digital that you have, like your images on your phones and all kinds of things around that? That is always also great to think of in sustainable digitalization and we do have to especially hosting and sustainable tech but yeah as i said it's not part of uxy's design so i just keep it as a side note in this podcast episode <laughs> so i guess that was pretty much it that i wanted to share with you today i hope you got a lot out of it uh, maybe a little summary of it is that I see sustainability as an ecological and social um, part of it and we have so many opportunities in UX UI design to really care for both parts and we can reduce our data heavy websites and digital products into very clean tech but also care for accessibility, mental health and all kinds of social things on our digital products to really care for all humans but also for mother nature our environment that we are always impacting 
Okay, <laughs> I think that's it. Subscribe to the podcast, share this episode with friends and colleagues and everyone that you think could benefit from it. Give this podcast a rating, follow me on Instagram, you can find me at GrainTheWeb or check out the resources on my website. There are so many things that you can do. Uh, you know how it works. Share the love, spread the joy, rate, comment, and please, please, please let me know what you get out of this podcast, out of this episode. I'd love to make it a conversation that goes two ways, knowing what you need, what your questions are, but also what your additional thoughts are where you say, oh yeah, there is this topic that you might want to involve in, in UX UI design spheres and stuff like that. I'd really love to hear from you and looking forward to that and looking forward to the next episode. See you then. Mm -hmm.